0: That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.
1: You're one of the few folks left in the Senate who was around the last time we went through something that approaches this in terms of a downturn in the economy, the the Great Recession of 2008-2009. So an obvious place to begin here, you get to compare the two from your seat in the Senate. What does it look like?
2: Well, we are uncertain at this point, but it looks like it will be every bit as bad as the Great Recession as far as the downturn in revenues, but hopefully much quicker. Uh, People forget that drug on for years, but from a budgetary standpoint, we were crippled for two or three or four years as we crawled back out of that Great Recession. This one is a drastic, sudden drop in revenue, uh, but we are very optimistic that things will turn around as the economy reopens. But that's the big if, the big what if? you know what if this is a slow, long recovery uh, and and businesses are much slower to open up and become profitable again and people's jobs restored then then we could be in for a very rough uh, stretch here.
1: Yeah, another difference that occurs to me or distinction uh, between the way it happened then, the way it's unfolding now, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, of course, you had the big collapse in the housing market that just kind of set all the dominoes in motion and and retail and everything else was affected uh, as a result. In this case, retail's right out of the gate. Retail was first to hit the beach in this, uh, shut down all the the, the retail and the restaurants and and that kind of thing. And those people uh, were the very first to feel the blow this time.
2: Yeah, that is a little little difference, but it's uh, the parallels are kind of eerie almost. At the time that it hit in 2008, we had 1.5 billion in reserves. In fact, some conservatives were arguing that we had too much in reserve and should be reducing taxes if we were accumulating that much money. And that was less than 10 percent of our state budget. We had an 18 something maybe 18.5 billion budget going into that we blew through those reserves in literally a year to 18 months now we have three billion in reserves so we we realize the value of, of keeping the rainy day fund for these inevitable downturns for whatever reason it might bring them on and uh that's over or just over 10 percent of our state budget which is now 28.5 billion Um, now on a per capita basis, it's about the same, maybe even less spending per person, but our state's population has grown so much by a couple of million in those, you know, the intervening decade. But so we're in good position with money in the bank to protect us, but it will be exhausted very rapidly if, uh, this falling off the cliff scenario continues because it's been very drastic, the decrease in, um, business activity and corresponding taxes. Uh, A little more self-imposed this time, as as it's been done by government mandate, rather than just a bad economy. But uh, we will see how quickly we can come up. We're in a position to backfill some of the spending for the short term, but it will be incredibly uh, surprising how fast we can spend that money or we'll be forced to spend that money to keep government running.
1: Uh, Senator Bill Cousert with us here, Anthony's Republican. You mentioned that $28.5 billion state budget, and that's the one you got to get back to Atlanta in about a month, uh, work to finalize. Now, when you say $28.5 billion, is it $28.5 billion minus 14% now? Uh,
2: yes, it is. That's the because we're not going to generate that much income this year. Uh, we are not going to meet the projections. And that was the Really, the genesis of the call that we had yesterday was the April revenue numbers came out, and they were uh, just unbelievably down, uh, over a billion dollars less than projected. Um, and that, that's an enormous, just an incredible percentage. We went down 30, I think it was 34.5% uh, in revenue less than, 35% less than we had in April of last year. So it's just, when you start thinking about that, you go from generating, value well, it was close to $3 billion in tax revenues came in in April of 2019, and it was $1.84 billion this this year. So, I mean, that money's gone. It's not there. And, you know, we talk about revenues. That is a sweet, uh, pleasant way to say taxes. Sure. <laughs> That's the only revenue government, government gets is your taxes. So it's a combination of income taxes— they were down over 46 percent because people aren't working. They're not getting paid. Sales taxes were down almost 10 percent because people are spending significantly less than they were. Corporate taxes, corporate taxes on corporate earnings were down 70 percent. So that shows the economic impact on business Businesses are not making money. Now that's common sense. You don't have any customers coming in your store to buy anything. Well, then yeah. you're, you know, you're not picking anything. Caterpillar plants been shut down. Uh, nobody's buying the skid steers and tractors that they're making. They're actually back open right now, but anticipating they'll close again. I mean, it's just ripples. The hospitals have lost over $100 million.
1: That's the part uh, of this either. that people are struggling with, uh, to, struggling to understand intuitively. In the midst of a pandemic, we were worried about overrunning hospitals, and then we learned that we're actually laying off doctors and nurses and some hospitals in danger of closing.
2: Well, wow. it's because they stopped doing the elective procedures because who wants to go in the hospital to have something that's not mandatory or life threatening and expose yourself to getting, you know, contracting coronavirus? And the doctors didn't want to use up their capacity. The hospitals, they wanted to make certain they had the bed space and ICU beds in case this curve didn't get flattened and the, the volume of cases was as high as some of the modeling had predicted. Fortunately for us, it hasn't been. I mean, I, the last I checked, and we have regular, uh, our legislative delegation has regular uh, status conferences with the hospital CEOs and healthcare professionals. The last I heard, we had about 20 patients uh, with COVID and only a three in ICU. You pointed out yesterday how few deaths out of, you know, we've got 120,000 people in Athens and there's been 13 deaths. Not to minimize that, but that's a 1 in 10,000 chance of dying from this disease in Athens. And, and of course, that is heavily concentrated in the very elderly, nursing home-bound population. So we, our experience was good. We had the capacity. There are very few patients we could absorb more if this continues spreading as it, it's very contagious. Uh, if it's another wave, as I say, we're prepared for it and ready but the hospitals quit seeing those other patients and so they're not you know they've got all this excess capacity now beds that are not being filled and that's why when the, the reopening happened they were uh, able to start resuming elective procedures etc.
1: Uh, You mentioned uh, the the phone call of yesterday, Senator Bill Kausen, the the video hookup uh, with, with, I guess, leadership. And you heard from the state economist, the chief economist, happens to be an economist at the University of Georgia, Dr. Jeffrey Dorfman. Uh, In terms of of his projections, uh, when and how quickly we might climb out of this, is he one of those in the quick rebound camp, or does he think we might have to linger with this for a while?
2: He was very um, circumspect and let us know what the factors were. That are going to lead to it. And he had some very interesting comments. He he, uh, he discussed the consumer sentiment, and that's the attitude, basically, of all the, the consumers. Are we going to go back and start spending money and buying things? We're ready to get back to work. There's a sort of a gauge on that that's on a scale of 1 to 100. In February, it was 101. So we had a very enthusiastic population citizens thought felt great about the economy, economy and spending. In April, it was down to 71.8. Mm. A recession is below 80. So he says we are clearly in a recession now, partly because consumers are not uh, interested in, in going and buying. They're scared. People are saving their money. They're afraid to go out. On the unemployment, he looked at the labor numbers. We have 4.9 million Georgians that are employed in our workforce. Just before this happened in February, we had about a 3% unemployment rate. We now have had 1.4 million unemployment claims out of the 4.9. Do the math, it's 27 or 8% unemployment. So that number has to change to turn us around to get people back to work, which is what's happening. So I mean, that's, that's looking good. He did say those numbers are not as horrific as they sound because a, a large percentage of them are partial unemployment claims where people have had their hours reduced mm-hmm. rather than totally laid off. Uh, he said he made a big uh difference between an economic driven slowdown and a mandate driven slowdown.
1: Which is what we're dealing we're, with now. We're yeah. in a mandate
2: driven. The underlying economic conditions were fine going into it and and there's no no clarity whether those they have deteriorated so bad that when people get back to work it's going to be a a recession
0: spring is that you warmer temps mean new albert styles meet the new super light collection the lightest ever shoes from albert's now in fresh colors these must-have travel shoes have a lighter than air feel and barely there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever plus they're comfy right out of the box